0: right hour your source for the straight poop on all things supernatural we're your hosts my name is chris anderson but if you went to high school with me you could call me
1: shibbledy dibs and i'm ethan Suresky
0: boy it was a different time back then
1: it, eddie eddie really uh he, he played with fire Boy,
0: I'm not, I'm, under, I'm gonna really I'm gonna really have to put on the old thinking cap about bleeping that out. Really? I don't I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I'm just having I'm in one of those moods. Ethan, let's not talk about how I'm gonna litigate that. Let's talk <laughs> about the premise of the show. Are you familiar? Well, Can you explain the premise to the audience? Anybody that's new to the show,
1: like all weeks on uh, Uncle Monster's Spooky Time, Friday hour. One of us, uh, me, Ethan, this week, has done extensive research on a ghost, ghoul, demon, goblin, something of that ilk. Mm. Uh, This week, it is Baba Yaga, as we will get into. And the other one of us, Shibble this week, has done absolutely nothing. He's just been lounging like LL Cool J. He's been relaxing, getting ready for the show. He's going to play the audience surrogate, asking the questions that you guys would love to know the answers to.
0: Well that's not entirely true. I have been doing something this week. Oh. And that tell has me. been keeping an eye on the latest cryptid news for our new segment. It's A Cryptid Affair. <laughs> That's right. Our hot news segment, bringing you the latest encrypted news that has come up in my Google alert for cryptid when we recorded this a month and a half ago. So headline from PBS. Loch Ness Monster Search Party uses new tools to look for an old cryptid. (laughs) This is by Bella Isaacs Thomas. Thank you for reporting, Bella. Uh, And I'm just going to quote directly from the article here. A gathering of amateur sleuths at Scotland's Loch Ness over the last weekend of August failed to capture any direct evidence of the fabled cryptid that supposedly dwells in its waters. But it did reveal one thing, just how many people are invested in Nessie's existence. So they didn't find her. Didn't find Nessie. <laughs> Surprise! That's news! <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, they're, they're answering the question that you want right off the top. I would have saved that for the end myself just to keep the audience interested, but I guess we're different writers, me and Bella Isaacs, Thomas, just a tip from us on the cryptid beat. Uh, PBS might be kind of new to the game. Uh, the quest was the largest Loch Ness monster hunting expedition in half a century, according oh. to the Loch Ness center, which co-organized <laughs> the event. The what? The Loch
1: Ness Center. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry.
0: It's the Center for Loch. It's also just a beautiful lake and a public park. So, and if you've also got oh, the I was thinking there.
1: it was it was like a, you know an organization like a serious organization with just the monster, but it's it's about Loch Ness.
0: Yes, but I'm sure the monster is obviously going to be a big part of what they. They have,
1: have to field a lot of questions. I'm sure they have a yeah, lot of no, resources you, dedicated you've to have,
0: it. Uh, yeah, at least I'm going to say at least two staff members full time on out of three.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, which uh, they co-organized the event alongside Loch Ness Exploration, a volunteer research organization. Participants employed tools that weren't before used to search for Nessie, including thermal imaging drones with a hydrophone, which is designed to pick up underwater sounds, according to the Loch Ness Center. People were also invited to tune in via live stream and look for any signs of the creature by watching feeds from webcams trained on the lock. According to organizers, some notable observations from the weekend were four mysteriously and previously unheard loud noises from the depths of the lock oh. and a giant shadow moving just beneath the surface spotted on camera.
1: So what are they talking about? They didn't find it. They may
0: have found it. Well, we know the monster is elusive. So it's not surprising we don't have a concrete sighting, but we've all had lots of fun and proven the mystery lives on. As for what happens next, watch this space, Alan McKenna, who's affiliated with Loch Ness Exploration, said in a statement. And then the rest of our article is history of uh, the Loch Ness Monster stuff, which we'll have to save for an inevitable
1: Loch Ness Monster episode. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there's only so many cryptids.
0: I mean there there's a lot of them but I mean sooner or later we got to hit we got to hit our Biggies. We can't keep holding back all the big guns.
1: Or we could do Biggie.
0: We could do what happened to the monster that was Biggie's murderer. Yes. That's going to be season 6.
1: Yeah. He goes by the name Suge Knight.
0: We're going to pivot to the true crime podcast. Oh, that would be cool. Solve
1: pivot. Biggie's murder. I think that would really bum us out if we did true crime.
0: Yeah, and honestly, I do not want to do the amount of research that I feel. Like, we do a lot of research for this show. Yeah,
1: I was about to say, come on, don't insult us. I mean, we we've we in. But for true
0: crime, I feel like you've, you've really got, like, because somebody died here, you have a much greater responsibility to the truth than we do.
1: I'm also do you know thinking I mean? that someone died is a downer.
0: Yeah, that's also, it's always, that's, you're going to have at least one really sad beat somewhere in there.
1: And there's usually rape. Like I, we don't want any part of that, really.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what happened to Biggie, right before he, that was a rape. He murder, was raped. Right?
1: Uh, yeah, no, no, Is that, that, my that, that was not a rape murder. You're you're um, uh, you're confusing that with um, uh, another rape murder because Biggie was just shot. He was not hmm. raped.
0: All right. Well, I mean, that's what the police are telling us. So if I had to picture in my mind's eye <laughs> the Baba Yaga. <laughs>
1: Yes, I, I did want to ask you this, because um, it is a popular cryptid, it mm. is a well, reasonably well-known cryptid, but I, I'm not sure what your level of experience with Baba Yaga is, so let me ask you, Ships. just when I say Baba Yaga, and you close your eyes, and, and you try to picture something in that black hole, what comes up, what do you see when I say Baba Yaga?
0: <laughs> well, I'm going to pull an Ethan this week with my guesses. Okay. It's going to be gonna a twofer six? Tuesday. Oh. <laughs> just just the twofer. Okay. Uh, Guest number one. He seems like he's just an ordinary man. Kind of sad, <laughs> kind of lonely. <gasps> but he has this beautiful dog. Oh. And then one day, he crosses paths with some, some hoodlums, some nefarious types. And they decide they're going to come to his house. And they beat him up, and then they shoot his dog. Oh God! And so, it turns out this ordinary man—he's no ordinary man, though. It seems he's one of the world's greatest assassins. (laughs) And the the Russian mafia—they have a word for him, and that word is a baba yaga. (laughs) That's right. It's John Wick. (laughs) And what does he do? He fucking kills everybody with fucking anything. Mostly a lot of guns. This dude is so good with guns.
1: Why don't Uh, they just call him John Wick? Well, they call him Baba Yaga. Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) I like that guess. It's incorrect, but it was a great guess.
0: Still, check out John Wick. Uh, You've seen John Wick, haven't you?
1: Uh, I saw the first one. I haven't seen any of the sequels. Uh,
0: The. I, I saw two and three. I'm still meaning to see four. They're good. Yeah, no, um, I, I
1: enjoyed the first one.
0: Second guess. I actually know a decent amount about Baba Yaga.
1: Oh, when were you going to tell me that?
0: On my second guess.
1: <laughs> okay, well, there, here we go.
0: Uh, she's like a Russian witch, Uh, lives in a cabin that has chicken feet, and uh, she's got metal teeth. What? And uh, she rides around in a cauldron.
1: That is, how do you know this?
0: I just, uh, you know, my general interest in mythology and folklore, part of what led me to start a cryptid podcast with you.
1: And and what is Baba Yaga, like, if you had to categorize the uh, uh
0: I'd say she's, uh, she's like a witch.
1: Yeah, so a witch with chicken feet and, what do you say, teeth?
0: No, her house has chicken
1: feet. Oh, her house has chicken feet. She yeah. has what teeth? She has metal teeth. Right, That's correct. The house has chicken feet. She rides around in a cauldron. That's close enough. Yeah. That's amazing. That's one of your best guesses ever.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. Now, I want to learn more. I want to learn what's right and what's wrong. I want to tell truth from fiction. And ironically, the best way for me to learn that is through the form of narrative fiction.
1: Holy shit. You would not believe what I did. What did you (laughs) do? What did you do this time? I, it's no, no way, because this is crazy. I wrote narrative fiction for you to explain what a Baba Yaga was.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Who could believe it? Well, then, I guess uh, that means it's story time.
1: It's story time. Story time. It's story time with Uncle Monster.
0: Story time.
1: Story time. It's story time. It's story time with Uncle Monster. Story Story
0: time!
1: time. Blair Lancer enters Wando Elementary School in Charleston, South Carolina with an effervescent smile and wisps of her curly blonde hair trailing behind her. She hustles into the first day of second grade on her little chicken legs and takes a seat near the back of the class where Cousin Miles had claimed to her that the cool kids sat. Blair checks her pink swatch and sees that only minutes stand before her in the start of her second grade year. She gets out her new set of colored pencils and smiles at the thought of her parents, Brett and Amy. They had given her the talk recently. Mm. You know, the one about chatting with her friends so much in class. Blair was a very good girl and would do her best to make them proud. Mm. Suddenly, a spitball smacks into her cheek drips down her face on a trail of mucus like one of those red sticky hands crawling down the wall Off put, Blair turns to see from where the offending paper ball had been launched Blair was adorable, no one had ever deigned to spitball her before Staring right at her is a new girl to the school Mm. Blair recognized all of her other classmates from past years but this little girl was certainly not one of them She is dressed in all black with a trench coat and a motorhead t-shirt and wore a scowl as off-putting as Blair's smile was inviting. Mm. What are you looking at, bitch? Asks the pale little scowling girl. Mm. Blair is shocked. She had received a good hiding when she had said birch about a backyard tree and her father had claimed it sounded too much like bitch. She is taken aback at just how generally bad this new little girl seemed to be. I'm, I'm just looking around class. Blair remembered her parents' words about killing them with kindness. Also, her Aunt Roz has said that you can catch more bees with a net than a thirst trap, but Aunt Roz didn't always get her colloquial sayings right. Either way, Blair responds, Well, I'm Blair Lancer, I surely am. What's your name? I'm Debra Yaga, and I'm the bad kid, replies the girl. And I don't like cute little blonde girls with swatches and happy parents and brand new colored pencils. Now give them to me. Blair scoffs. Listen, friend, I don't know where you come from, but that's not how we do things around these parts. Debra retorts, I'm from hell. That's where I'm from, the fiery pits of hell, surrounded by the charred walls of the damned. Hell. Blair responds, you are not from there. Only Hitler and bad ghosts are from there. You're a liar and Motorhead is for posers. With that, Blair lifts her pink hoodie, revealing a dead Kennedy's graphic tee. Also, if you spitball me again, I will curl up in my chair, chamber both legs, and double kick you super hard in the stomach. I've done it before. And she had done it before. Her cousin's girlfriend had scared her once, and he, she had double kicked the shit out of her and not even gotten in trouble because Uncle Kevin had vouched that it wasn't her fault. However,. Yeah. With that threat, Debra looked around to make sure she wouldn't be caught, and then, confident that no one was monitoring, gives Blair the double middle fingers. Mm. Blair is flabbergasted. Mm. No one had ever given her the finger before, much less double middle fingers. She recovers, being the resilient little girl she is, and picks up her things to move her seat. That was the last she heard of Debra Yaga until the end of the school day. Mirna Petrova, the Russian adopted girl, came by and delivered a note from Devra. Blair was hesitant to open it and horrified when she did. It read, Dear Blair the shithead, I hate you. And guess what? My grandma is a witch. An evil witch. And she's gonna kill you and eat you and your brother Max. Sincerely, Devra Yaga. Mm. Honestly, Blair was scared. A witch? And something about Deborah's last name, Yaga, rang a bell for her as well. Blair didn't want to be eaten, and would rather Max was eaten instead of her, but would totally prefer that neither was eaten. The next day at school, Blair found that Deborah was sitting two rows directly behind her. It seemed that Deborah was dead set on making second grade a year to forget for Blair Lancer. Mm. More bullying and threats ensued. On day three, Deborah was directly behind Blair. Blair wanted to stick up for herself, but Deborah's grandma was an evil witch. She had nowhere to turn. That day after school, she went with her family to Aunt Roz's to hang out and see her great-grandmother. A light bulb flashes over Blair's head. She grabs it and returns it to the electrical closet in Aunt Roz's house. Blair also has an idea. Her great-grandmother is very, very, very old. 99, in fact. So she mm. has to be very wise. Blair, uncharacteristically, hasn't told anyone about the evil new school bully. She is legitimately scared. She didn't want to endanger anyone in her beautiful family with the dangerous witch. However, she knew she could trust her great-grandmother to give her advice with this first real problem of her very young life. Blair pets the golden retriever, Charlie, and gives cousins Stephen and Randy hugs on her way down to the basement where her great-grandma lives. A lot of characters in this story. I'm just throwing in names. (laughs) She reaches the door and yells, Baba! Hey, Baba! Baba is watching Fox News very loudly and cannot hear Blair over the inane and insanely boring ramblings of Uncle Tim Scott. Blair pounds on the door and finally it opens. Baba! exclaims Blair. Blair's Baba is beautiful and looks no more than 70, belying her near hundred years on the planet. Mm. Baba takes Blair in her arms and immediately asks what could be wrong. Baba always seems to know. Blair tells Baba of Devra Yaga and her bullying, and especially of her evil witch grandmother. Baba laughs and takes Blair in her warm embrace. Do you really want your Baba to help? Yes, Blair responds desperately. Baba smiles again and tells a shocked Blair to invite her tormentor over to the house for a sleepover. But I hate her. She's super mean. She's like Steven from Django, but small and white, and she likes Motorhead and probably Creed and Nickelback, too. Mm. Baba hushes her and tells her if she wants help, this is what she'll have to do. The next day at school, little Blair Lancer hands Deborah Yaga an invitation to a sleepover. Deborah laughs and tells her that she would be bringing a potion made by her grandma to kill her in her sleep. Blair takes this as an acceptance of the invite and tries to avoid Deborah for the rest of the day. That night... Debra Yaga is dropped off by her parents and grandma in front of where Blair's Baba lives. Debra's family is not evil. They are actually Mormons, but that doesn't stop Debra from spreading the witch rumors and threatening other little girls at Wando Elementary. Mm. She is a bad little girl, most unlike the lovely Blair Lancer. Mm -hmm. She exits the car and gives a half-hearted wave to the two Latter-day Saints as they depart. Debra's confused. This street doesn't look like where Blair would live. It doesn't look like Sullivan's Island at all. There are trees everywhere and not a house in sight. Dever walks through the brush and spots a strange dwelling. It is a rotating shanty standing on what appears to be four chicken legs. <laughs> Confused in an almost trance-like state, Dever walks to the home, at this point becoming nervous and almost hoping to find her arch nemesis Blair. However, Blair Lancer is nowhere to be seen. Dever enters the home. And a burst of dark anti-light flashes behind her as the heavy wooden door closes. <gasps> Deborah looks around and sees nothing but chains hanging with hooks from the ceiling. A large metal door with bursts of flame behind it, different masks adorning the hallway and candy plated everywhere. She turns to leave, suddenly getting freaked out by the surroundings, but there is no more door. Suddenly Deborah hears laughter. She hides under a claw footed table and covers her mouth. Into the room strolls Blair's great-grandma, Baba. Though Baba is not her full name, her full name is Baba Yaga, and she is far more than 99 years old. Mm. Her facade of beauty has melted away. Her legs are devoid of flesh, only bony skeletal growths that clack as they move frighteningly lightly over the stone floor. Baba is cloaked, and her eyes glow red enough to illuminate the mouth full of metal teeth filed down to fine points she smiles and accentuates the iron palate. i see you she sings as she lowers herself to the ground and too quickly advances under the table providing cover for deborah deborah screams and scurries back into a corner i hear you grandma's a scary witch Devra yaga says baba metal jaws clicking upon speech Please let me leave. I'm sorry. Yaga is short for Yaganoff, and we're Mormons. There is no witch. Oh, but there is, little one. There is most certainly a witch, says Baba. With this, she disappears. Deborah lets out a breath she'd been holding in and looks for an escape. She doesn't have enough time as Baba appears immediately, directly behind her. You are going to leave Blair alone at school, along with all the other nice little boys and girls, says the Baba. Please leave me alone. My family's here. You're, you're going to get in trouble, shouts Debra. Oh, am I? Asks Baba. She points to a wall and the facade peels away, showing the skinned but still living bodies of Debra's mother and grandmother writhing in pain, pinned to the wall of Baba's abode. Debra screams. Baba laughs and takes a metal bite out of her mother's thigh, eliciting more screams. Baba appears directly next to Debra and says, if you ever speak to Blair again, I will skin you and fillet you and eat you and bring you back to life and do it again every night. Do you understand, little girl?" "'I understand!' cries Devra, shaking in tears, eyes fixed on the torture her mother and grandmother went endure for all time. "'Good! Now be gone!' says Baba as she grabs Devra's arm forcefully. With that, Devra is gone, and everything disappears. Deborah wakes up in her bed crying and catches her breath in relief. She runs to her mother's room to tell her of the bad dream. As she reaches for the door, she sees a red oozing wound on her arm in the shape of a handprint. She opens the door and finds her skinless mother writhing and screaming in the bed. With this, Deborah cries until her tears turn to laughter. She would be institutionalized for the rest of her life soon after this. Meanwhile, Blair and Baba walk on the beach picking up the prettiest shells they can find. Blair hasn't seen or heard from Debra since the night she chickened out over their sleepover. One day, Blair wants to be just like her Baba. Baba could fix anything. She looks up, smiles at her, and continues down the Sullivan's Island beach, hands clasped together.
0: Wow. Well, you, like and it? You, you know what's crazy? That exact same thing happened to a friend of mine. Really? yep who you don't know her (laughs) great story very chilling very spooky spooky witch we got this week
1: oh very spooky witch i'm afraid of baba yaga
0: oh and i think that's the right thing to be she sounds like she's got scary metal teeth and evil magic
1: powers and bone legs. I thought that was a frightening detail. Yeah,
0: the bone legs is a cool detail, do you hear them clacking around? So where yeah. they get like flesh
1: somewhere in the hip area? Um, I'm gonna guess starting at the top of the thighs.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Uh, that makes sense to me. Like yes. where a short skirt would end.
1: Right, exactly. So she you know, it makes fashion easier for Baba yeah. Yaga.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you because you want to accentuate those legs, but you still want to have a little her, bit of a booty.
1: You don't want to limit her choices.
0: No, no.
1: Like, you don't want to have it going up to her waist and she has no ass.
0: Yeah, yeah. You want to, because otherwise she'll just have to wear all these very uh, straight silhouettes. It'll get Pencil very, re- yeah, very redundant.
1: Yeah. And uh, I'm picturing my, my grandmother. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> uh,
0: so. So that's the big picture. Do you have any facts for me this week?
1: I do. I have, uh, let me get them out. I think they're separate. Oh, no, no. I added them to this document. In fact, this week we have very special facts. We have Layla Presents Baba Facts.
2: Layla Presents Baba
3: Facts. Number one, Baba will throw hands if you want that smoke.
1: One time, Boppy punched a relative in the face during a street fight.
0: Wow. Why why did that happen?
1: She wouldn't tell me, and I can't name who it was. Can you say how old she was? uh, They were both in their 60s. Okay. Wow. Okay. She smoked her, too. Like, she just dropped her, you know, and everyone was like, holy shit. Well, I mean,
0: if you're going to fight, win.
1: Yeah, that's what I say. And it wasn't like a sucker punch. Like, they were both, like, they were like, we're going to fight. You know, they were both all right. They let's both go. squared up. All right. They squared up on each other. 60 year old women. And they let it happen. That My family's awesome. All right. I'm number glad two. No one was seriously hurt. Who said no one was seriously hurt? <laughs>
0: okay. I'm uh, sorry that other woman uh, needed to get her jaw rewired. Yeah.
3: Number two. Baba will do the right thing if you want all the smoke.
1: One time, Boppy's sister swung on her, like literally tried to punch her. And missed at their brother's funeral. So this is afterwards at the house. This is not funny. Jeez. And Boppy ran and locked herself in the bathroom. When Boppy came out of the bathroom, her kids, like my mom and Uncle Murray and Aunt Dorothy, Aunt, Aunt, Aunt Ross, they were like, we're surprised you ran. Like, why didn't you get down? And she said she wouldn't lower herself to that level because if she had fought her sister, she would have killed her straight up. And she literally said to me, straight up.
0: Okay. Wow. Angry woman. She's got some anger in
1: her. Uh, no, no, that's just the first, I, you know, they were right in a row. She's got, oh, she's very fiery, but she's not, and she's n- in no way an angry woman, like okay. that, that, uh, painting the wrong picture. Number okay. three. yeah.
0: Give me, give me some, uh, something where she's not violent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh,
3: number three. Papa is our Miss America.
1: Boppy used to watch Miss America and dress up in her best clothes as if competing with the women on the TV. She would carry celery around like a bouquet of flowers. She would then go to the neighbors' houses, knock on their doors one by one, and sing, There She Is, Miss America, and they were confused. And then she'd just go do it to the next neighbor.
0: All right. Well, that sounds like a really fun hobby. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I I wonder if she did it on nights when Miss America was on or she would just rewatch or, you know, like Are you, I, I
0: you like, you think maybe she was like VHSing them off. Of... Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't think anyone else knew did what she was get happening. D- my grandma
0: was not down with technology like that.
1: Was yours? You know what I did? Okay. Let me tell you what I did once with technology and my grandma real quick. Um, I, she loved uh Jeopardy. So mm. what I did once was um I taped Jeopardy and then mm-hmm. turned it on, on the VCR when I, and she used to have her friends over to watch Jeopardy. And I was saying every answer, like as the question was asked. Like, and she was saying what a genius I was. And her friends were like, they were calling their friends and saying, Oh, you, you won't believe this. He's such a genius. And I knew every answer ahead of time. And I just started laughing and told her. But oh, it, wow. she laughed. That, that's that a story. good prank. Good yeah, prank. Yeah. She, She's, it's, you know, it's a clean prank, you know?
0: Yeah. 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 Cause you still come off looking kind of smart.
1: No, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You I outsmarted them. three 80 year old women with a VCR. I look super smart. You crushed them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got them.
0: Got them. You got their asses. <laughs> Grandma dunked. <laughs> <laughs>
1: dunked on your boppy.
0: So uh, now back to uh, uh, the Baba Yaga, the original right. boppy.
1: Right. Well, I, I don't know. We don't know ages. So, I, oh, yeah, we do. I'm sorry. She is older than my boppy. Somewhat. Okay. Uh, In Slavic folklore, let's talk some Baba Yaga. You ready? Yes. Hit me. Baba Yaga is a supernatural being who appears as a deformed and or ferocious looking woman. Uh, She may also be one of a trio of sisters all Mm. sharing the same name. So there's three. There could be three Baba Yagas. Oh, geez. That's triple threat. Um, When I read that, tell me if I'm wrong. But aren't there gorgons where there are three of them and they share an eye? Uh, the, Those
0: were the three uh, witches in Macbeth shared an eye.
1: The Gorgons didn't share an eye in Greek mythology? The Gorgons were uh what we think of as Medusas. But that's Greek mythology.
0: Yeah, yeah. They were all Medusas. I don't oh, know if they shared an
1: eye. I, I th- something in Greek mythology shared an eye. Or maybe I'm I, wrong.
0: There's also, I think, the the, the three uh, fates. The fates. The, one that, the fates, yeah, right? Yeah, there are lots of uh threes. Three ladies, yeah. three
1: sisters. Well, I think that there's something there. Um, yeah. In the folklore record, Baba Yaga usually flies around um, in in a mortar carrying okay. a pestle.
0: Okay. Yeah. And I imagined her always using the pestle as like a, a stick shift. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, gonna go she's... into
1: second gear.
0: Oh no, no, like like not a stick shift, like a like she's flying a World War One plane, like she's Snoopy. <laughs> She's the Red Baron. Yeah, she no she's fighting the Red Baron. She's the World War 1 ace.
1: Oh, oh, excuse me. Okay, so she's fight Yeah, she's in her in She's her, in the uh, Sopwith order.
0: Camel. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> great reference. Thank you. Um, she dwells deep in the forest in a hut uh, usually described as standing on chicken legs.
0: Okay, and in the story you said four chicken legs?
1: Well, I always imagined
0: hut. it on two and it would stand there like a chicken.
1: See, I See, no story that I read said two or four. I just pictured that if you had a house, it would have to have four things to stand on. Okay, so we'll split the difference and add three. Yeah, I like that. Okay, one and back, two in front. Is that is that a sexual thing? Like <laughs> uh it could be. If you're one in back, two in front, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's I'm gonna that's, give her the shibble. One and back, that, two in front.
0: That's what we used to call the shocker.
1: Oh, so it is okay, it is okay, yeah. that makes sense. Uh Baba Yaga may help or hinder those mm. who encounter her and may also play a maternal role. Like I'm hoping breast... for help. I'm hoping for breastfeeding.
0: Okay, well, uh sound I've okay. Takes well, all we time. all have our
1: hopes. I mean, thank you for not No, you're allowed to, me.
0: you're allowed your wants. You're allowed your yeah.
1: desires. I just feel like that'd be the safest thing to get me out of there quickly. From a witch, you know, would be if you're just kind like of suck your titty. Not, no, she would want it. I'm saying I want to give her something, whatever satisfies her the most. I feel like okay. She's she really, like, actually, you, you know what I really need is <laughs>
0: they're gonna suck on these titties.
1: Well, it says help, hinder, or maternal role. She helps you, you owe her. She hinders yeah. you, she's gonna kill you. If she plays a maternal role, you suck the titties and you leave.
0: Okay, so so if you help her, you owe her something? Or if she helps you, you owe her something?
1: No, I'm just... When people help other people, I mean, sometimes they think, eh. Oh, okay, you're me. worried.
0: She'll be like, well, time for Baba to come and collect.
1: Yeah, and then she'll probably make you breastfeed anyway.
0: Yeah, now now there's even more milk in these tits.
1: <laughs> yeah, and now the milk has gone sour. And now it's uh,
0: weirder because I'm a weird old lady.
1: <laughs> According to <laughs> according to folklorist uh, Vladimir Propp's of uh, folktale morphology, Baba hmm. Yaga commonly appears as either a donor or a villain or maybe altogether ambiguous. So he has no idea apparently.
0: Okay, so she plays a lot of different roles in a lot of different stories. She's not just it, one character from one story. True, her is ambiguity
1: is this. a defining trait.
0: Yeah, and, and and we're learning that this is not just like I don't know. Uh the wolf from the three little pigs, you know what I mean? Like it's not just one character from one folk
1: exactly.
0: Tale. It's a character from a, a recurring mythology.
1: To that point, scholar Andreas Johns summarizes Baba Yaga as a many-faceted figure mm. capable of inspiring researchers to see her as a cloud, moon, death, winter, snake, bird, pelican, earth goddess. Mm. Totemic Matriarchal Ancestress Mm. or Archetypal Image. That that one's not as descriptive.
0: I'm choosing to view her as a pelican.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't read that off, but you can choose whatever you want.
0: Uh, I'm pretty sure you said pelican in there somewhere.
1: Oh, but I did. That'd be so funny if I didn't and you just went pelican, (laughs) but I did say pelican. A breastfeeding pelican. She's a pelican. Would you breastfeed from a pelican if you were real scared that it was a witch?
0: (laughs) Um. What? what, Wait. What is? What? What?
1: What happens if I say no? It it could be a witch. Could be a Baba Yaga.
0: And 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 you will
1: displease it.
0: Okay. Okay. I get the feeling that they want this to happen. This pelican with just achingly large breasts
1: with the blue veins. Cause it's got all the milk. Yeah.
0: Yes. Um, I'm going to say, uh, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I'll take <laughs> the witch. I'll take the witch.
1: Oh my God. It's got metal teeth. You're very brave.
0: Uh, well, uh, you know, we'll see what we'll see. Maybe, maybe this is just, maybe this isn't, maybe this is just a regular lactating pelican <laughs> with human breasts with. Yeah. With, with human breasts, as opposed to the lactating pelican breasts that we're all familiar with. I mean, oh, I guess you could have, uh, like, goat breasts, but we're saying in this case that <laughs> it has human breasts.
1: Big, beautiful
0: ones. Yeah, it's just fantastic and just heavy with milk
1: what for would all you, you freaks do- out there. Would you believe me if I swore to God and I was not joking and I called you? What would you do? Would you think I needed help or would you believe me if I was like, I just saw a pelican with human breasts. I swear to God, I need someone to believe me.
0: I would say, did you get a picture?
1: Oh, my God. You would need a picture if I say, I I didn't have my phone on me, but I I just, I don't know who to turn to. I need someone to believe me. It's like no one trusts in me.
0: All right, man. I know you, I know you saw something. (laughs) Let's say you did see a pelican with human breasts. Oh, there you go. Let's, let, let's, you know what? Hey, there's a lot of crazy things in the world, right? Maybe it was Baba Yaga, like from the episode. <laughs> Remember? Hey, who knows? It's a crazy world. Maybe you saw a pelican with some tiggle biddies. Who can say?
1: Etymology. Variations of the name Baba Yaga are found in many Slavic languages. Mm. The first element is a babble word, which gives the word babuzia or grandmother. Uh, In Serbian, Croatian, Bosnian, Bulgarian, Baba is grandmother or old woman. Okay. Uh, In contemporary Polish and Russian, Baba is the pejorative synonym for woman, uh, especially one that is old, dirty, or foolish. Got it. So a
0: disrespectful term for an old lady.
1: An old dirty lady.
0: You old, dirty idiot. I like how the Russians
1: have a term for old, dirty ladies. Yeah. Do we? (laughs) um uh, hoboette
0: crone
1: oh yeah we do crone yeah we do yeah i'd
0: say that hag Hag, yeah yeah i bet hag is actually probably really close to what it is
1: uh yaga is more etymologically problematic and there exists no clear consensus among scholars about its meaning uh alexander afasanaev uh, proposed the derivation of Proto Slavic Oz and Sanskrit Ahi, which is serpent. So, like, old lady serpent.
0: Got it. The hag serpent.
1: Right. And then there's also shudder, chill, anger. These are also possible. Witch, evil woman, fury. I like that. Yeah. Or I, disease.
0: I kind of like it just as a name.
1: Just this oh, is just...
0: the hag named Yaga. Yaga oh. the
1: hag. I like that too. Just like that's her surname yeah (laughs) grandma yaga
0: so uh guess what we've hit about the halfway mark here so it's time for me to interrupt with my favorite segment
1: oh christ
0: only
2: fine
0: and uh so a little while ago you sent me, uh, you're, you're on an app now. You're trying out an app.
1: I'm trying a a, a site, an app. Yeah, it's an electronic dating thing, yeah.
0: So, uh, and you sent me some of your uh, opening messages. and you, posted, I, uh, I you post these some, on the, the Instagram?
1: I sent some messages to some ladies, and uh, I sent you the messages to see what you'd think of them.
0: So I, what I want to do is I wanted to read those messages so sure. that viewers could give us feedback
1: on them. Yeah, maybe they can Listener. help me make a better first impression.
0: Yeah, just just it's always good to get a second set of eyes, and we're all learning, and you know, you're you're back on the scene. You're rusty, you need to get your a, good in. a good and idea. It's a good idea. And it's good that you're putting yourself out there, and I'm proud of you. Thank you very much. All right. <laughs> Message number one. Points for not attending synagogue, loving rap, and having great pictures. My favorite part of your profile is that your first date would possibly be a hike. I don't think I've ever considered hiking, uh, hiking first date. I'd be too afraid to get murdered. Great profile. (laughs) Cheers. (laughs) E. All right. Very friendly. That sounds Uh, like a threat. Yeah. Uh, uh, introducing the concept of points. Might put some people on their back heels. All right. Uh, oh, I didn't one... even
1: think of that. That's a good point. Points. Yeah. Good points. Yep. Uh,
0: this one, uh, I'm not going to read out anybody's names, but uh, lists it as DDS, possibly a dentist. An I didn't. Guy.
1: Yeah, I didn't make the connection.
0: You did you not? What, what you didn't you just thought there were three random letters at the end? Yeah, I,
1: it's the person's name and then capital D, capital D, little S. That's I want you to picture that.
0: Uh, no, capital S.
1: Oh, capital D, capital D, capital S, and and I'm on a dating site, so that's my thoughts are you know.
0: Oh yeah, the, okay, fair enough. Uh, well, <laughs> so your message, uh, great profile. This may sound juvenile. But for some reason, I read your profile name as blank double D's. (laughs) I started laughing out loud when I realized that you were a dentist and not just super forward. Lol. Jock up another awful first message. Cheers.
1: E. (laughs) She's got it. Someone must have noticed that, that her name was something double D's.
0: I, I guess someone did.
1: Well, I, yeah, but be, I mean, people have noticed that before and been like, hmm, I like the sound of that. And then be like, oh, she's boring.
0: It's entirely possible.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, so, kind of just sent that one to, like, I don't. When I hear that message, I imagine being in her shoes and not knowing how to respond to that.
1: How are you? Yeah, I guess just start from a dead stop. Uh how are you? Well, either you either you think it's funny or you don't is my take on it. Like, if you think it's funny, be like, oh, my God. I You know, like, comment on it. Be like, I didn't realize, like, do you think a lot of guys think that's my name? And I'll be like, yeah.
0: Oh, fair enough. All right. Here we go. Uh, last <laughs> one. Hi, blank. My grandmother used to love to garden, too. Then deer would come and eat her plants. She hated deer. She wanted to buy a gun at age 93 because of the blood feud with deer over her garden. I like to imagine that when she passed, the deer all bowed their heads in a solemn gesture in spite of their war respect for a worthy adversary. Lol, I'm so sorry for this message. Great profile, <laughs> by the way. Cheers. E
1: <laughs> You don't think that's a good opener?
0: No, I, you know, I don't hate it. I don't <laughs> hate it. Thank you. And out of the three, I think that was I, that was your strongest one.
1: She likes to garden, so I talked about gardening. Yeah, I mean that's that's what she likes. I mean that's literally. No, you're you're thing.
0: meeting her at you're meeting her where she's at.
1: Yeah, that's you know she wants to talk gardening. We could talk gardening. Yeah, yeah, you know that deers can be a real problem. Yeah, see, I'm bringing up an actual issue. That's uh, oh oh did I tell you I got um a flirt. Oh no, tell me about it. Yeah, no, from that redheaded I sent you a picture of a redheaded girl who looked very pretty.
0: Oh, uh don't say her it. name. I um, didn't see it. Uh I only got the one uh that you sent me of that uh uh blonde lady last week.
3: The oh here, yeah, I'll Stanford. send I'll
1: send it to you right now. So okay. this girl actually looked at my profile and liked like and this is a you know, these are more rare occurrences when they like you. Mm -hmm. and send she liked me and sent me a flirt and we matched okay so i mean that's serious right
0: that that sounds like there's enough interest there where she wouldn't you wouldn't be wasting time if you were also interested in her and reaching out and talking
1: i'm very nervous about writing her a message though because i've all see i already wrote her a message and i feel like girls get so many messages that she doesn't know that I wrote her a message and I'm sure it's horrible. So when I write her another message, it's going to bring up the other one.
0: Okay. So bring, can you, if you bring up uh, the message to her, will it show you the previous, any previous messages? That yes. You sent? All right. So bring it up. And what does it say?
1: Oh, uh, I don't know. It, it's got to be like great name. Like I wish I was from Russia, bread lines, you know, stuff like that. You know, <laughs> she's pretty. I'll give you that. Don't give it to me. Give it to her. No, no,
0: I, no, I, I think I think you got to you got to at least shoot a shot. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I'm, I will. It's just I was so taken aback by I thought like I thought when I was writing those messages to girls, they were kind of cute. But then I got the response from everyone else and they were like, did you really send those? And I was like, oh, God, you can't write like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The the first thing, the very first thing that you need to prove to someone on a dating website is that you are normal. Then
1: after that, <laughs> well, that's impossible. I mean that uh, that's lying. I mean to prove he's that he's a you... normal guy, and
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no. Trust me, you can get there. You can get there. You can figure this out. You All just right. got to shake off the nerves and be normal.
1: I don't even know how you pronounce that name.
0: No, that, well, that, you know what? That would be a cute question to ask. You say, Oh, sorry, how do you pronounce your
1: name? You yeah. look like a foreigner. Yeah. I'm, I'm just joking. I'm just yeah, you, how, did, how do you, how, you have a very pretty name, I wouldn't know how to say it, something like that? I've, I'm stupid? No, I would say,
0: I'm embarrassed to admit it, but I'm curious, how do you
1: pronounce your name? And she's going to be just, like, that's something Shibble would say.
0: That, then you sound like... You are a curious person. You want to get this right. You're interested in her as a just another human being. You are normal.
1: But that's not me. That's the problem with these sites is that I can't, I don't feel that I'm being a good faith actor. If I write that, that's not me.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, that's, that's my two cents. Well, Let's get back to was, the Baba yeah. Yaga.
1: Right. So yeah, thank you. Uh, and, and listeners, if you are pretty or have pretty friends, I am um, reasonably normal. Uh, normal. He's normal. I was gonna say that. Yeah. <laughs> now they know I'm not. Um, so not back down. to back He's to normal. the. Well, I'm normal in the like seriously like if you're looking on a dating site, I am the most normal. Like I will never be like crazy or be like a weird possessive like crazy. But like, yeah, I'm that's not, I'm, that's
0: the kind of normal I'm talking about.
1: Oh, like, I yeah, you, I am. You are that. normal
0: in that you know how to treat a woman like a human being.
1: Oh yeah, that's the one normal I am. Yeah, just if, if, just prove that you're that normal. I'm gonna you're... write to her. Hi, I'm normal in the sense that I know how to treat a woman. Nope, nope. and not be it's... crazy in any weird way. But like, I like when Shibble talks about VHS board games. Okay, that see.
0: Then it sounds like you're trying to prove something. You know what I mean? Then it seems like you're...
1: What in the world would I be proving?
0: That you're trying to prove that you're normal.
1: Oh, 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 oh. oh. I thought... Okay. You just have to
0: be... Just be normal. Okay.
1: Just be normal. (laughs) Thanks, Mom. I've heard that before.
0: Well... That's the best advice I can give you. Tap yeah,
1: I've been, get, I've been getting that for a while. I, yeah, I, 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 got, I got to try and manifest it. All right, I'll be yeah, normal. But yeah, you mean like normal this, in the sense that I'm not dangerous.
0: Yeah, normal in like they don't need to worry about you like punching a hole in the drywall. You right. you know what I mean?
1: and like stalking.
0: Yeah, that like if, if you are – if they're not – you will be able to take rejection and not be a freak about it. That but like, will... it's
1: okay if I want to watch Troll Two three times. Like, that's not that's an okay yeah. kind of weird.
0: As long as they are also that kind of weird, like that's another like finer detail. Yeah, like you have to be, you have to have in common that you're normal and also other things.
1: <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll get over the first hump first. That I'm not. going Yeah, but punch the first the hump is yeah, that, yeah. That's a good line. Hey, I'll never punch your drywall, no matter how mad you make me.
0: Nope, nope. That's okay, not, that's bad. No,
1: <laughs> I think that's a great line. I, I thought no matter I thought I was how mad
0: you make me sounds like because I know you're gonna fucking make yeah. me mad. because I get mad a lot. Because all you fucking bitches are the same. The way yeah. I, right, I just, but I'm not gonna punch the drywall again. The, I'm not. I because the judge said if I punch another drywall. <laughs> So that's, uh, yeah, just be normal. Baba Yaga. Attestations.
1: The first clear reference to Baba Yaga occurs in 1755. Oh, shit. In, in, Mikhail, in Mikhail V. Lomonosov's Russian grammar, which is an odd place to find her. Uh
0: Yeah, I mean that, but I could see like a grammar book being the sort of thing that's done by someone, like the first people to write down a language. Do you know This is
1: Baba Yaga, conjugate.
0: (laughs) Like you're also like going to be, like you'll throw some like folk stories in there. Oh, you're right. You're like the little, like the three little pigs, you
1: know, like we'd have that in an American book. You're right. Uh, in, In the grammar book, Baba Yaga is mentioned twice among other figures, largely from Slavic tradition. The second of the two mentions occurs within a list of Slavic gods and and beings next to their presumed equivalents in Roman mythology. Mm. Baba, however, appears in a third section without an equivalence, highlighting her perceived uniqueness even in this first known attestation.
0: All right. Yeah. Nobody's doing it like Baba.
1: Yeah. Baba Baba does it uh, like only Baba can do. Uh, in Nobody the narratives, Baba. <laughs> Baba Yaga sounds like a good klezmer song. Yo, yeah, yeah. Uh, in in the narratives in which Baba appears, she displays a variety of typical attributes. Uh, this is the turn. Oh, it t- the turn a turning chicken legged hut. So it does turn. Okay. It's rotating. It's
0: uh, rot- the mortar it pestle can move. and.
1: It could be a mop and broom, also, which she flies on and carries.
0: Okay. She she will fly and carry both of them.
1: Right. Okay. Uh, when inside her dwelling, she may be found stretched out over the stove, reaching from one corner of the hut to the other.
0: But that's just how she relaxes.
1: <laughs> it's either a, a small hut or a big yaga, I yeah. guess. Oh, uh, she can sense and will mention the Ruski Duke or Russian scent of those that visit her.
0: Mm, you smell like Russians.
1: <laughs> yep. She likes to mention that. She can smell a Russian a mile away. Uh, her nose may stick into the ceiling. Oh, Particular, big nose. Yeah, big nose. Particular mm. emphasis may, may be placed by some narrators on the repulsiveness of her nose, breasts, buttocks, and especially her vulva.
0: She So she lets it all hang out.
1: Yeah, and she's got a particularly repulsive vulva.
0: That's unfortunate. Yeah, you hate to see it.
1: Because if you make you it all the way to that it. point, you've got to really, you know, be interested in her, and then you're like, oh no, that's the worst part.
0: Uh, well, and she's just she's just nude. She's constantly nude.
1: <laughs> she's got a cloak. I think underneath that, everything's just hanging out.
0: Okay, so she might she might just robe in front of you and display her her grotesque vulva.
1: In some tales, a trio of Baba Yagas appears as sisters sharing the same name. For example, in a version of The Maiden Czar by Alexander Afanasyev, Ivan, a handsome merchant's son, makes his way to the home of one of the three Baba Yagas. He journeyed onwards, straight ahead, and finally came to a little hut. It stood in the open field, turning on chicken legs. Mm. He entered and found Baba Yaga the bony-legged. Fie, fie, she said. The Russian smell was never heard of, nor caught sight of here, but it has come by itself. Are you here of your own free will, or by compulsion, my good youth? Largely of my own free will, and twice as much by compulsion. Oh, I hate old writing. <laughs> do you know, Baba Yaga, where lies the thrice-tenth kingdom? No, I do not, she said, and told him to go to her second sister. She might know. Ivan walks for some time before encountering a small but identical hut to the first. This Baba Yaga makes the same comments, and does the same shit as the first. The mm, second awesome. Baba Yaga does not know either and directs him to the third Baba Yaga, but says that if the third Baba Yaga gets angry with him and wants to devour him, take three horns from her and ask her permission to blow them. Blow the first one softly, the second one louder, and the third still louder. Ivan thanks her and continues on his journey. Yeah, you want to some- have
0: it builds to a crescendo.
1: Ivan thanks her for this information about blowing on weird things. And uh, after walking for some time, he eventually finds the chicken legged hut of the youngest of the three sisters. Mm. Uh, it's turning on chicken legs. Yeah. The third and youngest three of, of the Yagas makes the same comment about the Russian smell before running to wet her teeth and consume Ivan. Ivan begs her to give him three horns and she does so. He blows okay. Softly. Louder and then louder. So, did I
0: get a last request?
1: (laughs) I would like three horns. Well, I was going
0: to use any type.
1: I do honor last requests.
0: Any type, three horns you're choosing. Trumpets. Perfect. Three trumpets if you have them.
1: Uh, after he blows the, the trumpets in the correct order, all birds and all sorts of shit swarm the hut. <laughs> oh, Jesus. One of the birds is the firebird, which tells him to hop on its back or Baba Classic. will eat him. He does so, and the Yaga rushes him and grabs the firebird by its tail. The firebird leaves with Ivan, leaving Baba Yaga behind with a fistful of firebird feathers. That's the story.
0: Well, then that firebird is that, uh, I believe that's the phoenix, isn't it?
1: Oh, yeah. And
0: those I, those I, I phoenix mean, yeah, feathers, it, I'm sure. That's usually what they
1: mean by firebird when you read that.
0: And I bet those phoenix tail feathers will be, come back in some other story where Baba uses their magical p- abilities for some set.
1: Oh, it does. Uh, Harry Potter. There we go. Harry Potter by <laughs> J.K. Rowling trans activist the wizarding Uh,
0: world of harry potter
1: where men are men other descriptions we shit
0: on the floor
1: (laughs) they shit on the floor
0: we wizarded away that is canon
1: they do they wizard away their shit yes that's google it she said that wait is that true yes yes Wait, I have a question. Is that more or less, like, um, civilized than what we do?
0: Uh, I guess it depends on where they are wizarding it away to. It does sound very efficient. I would still may have, maybe appreciate some privacy.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, they shit in front of other people? I don't know if they do. Like Hermione just shits in front of Harry? <laughs> that, yep, all the time. <laughs> All right, I don't remember that, but that's Anytime really, when they're
0: uh, talking to each other, that's
1: implied. <laughs> oh, ha- oh, 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 Harry, Voldemort's coming. In Slavic folklore, the Baba Yaga um, is a supernatural being that only takes the form of the hideous witch. Okay. This is another description. Okay. Uh, always wearing a cloak or dress with bright red eyes. Sick. And has sharpened stone teeth, not metal. Sick. Also chicken-legged hut. um, And the hut is surrounded by a fence of bones taken from her victims.
0: Mm, All right. Maybe, and since there are three sisters, maybe these are two of the three different Baba Yagas.
1: That's true. That could absolutely be true. Uh, Interestingly, Baba Mm. Yaga may also be thought of as an ogress.
0: Okay. That could be sister number three
1: who steals, cooks, and eats her victims, usually children. Uh, a guardian of the fountains of the waters of life. She lives with two or three sisters in a forest hub, blah, blah, blah. Her fence is topped with human skulls. And nice. um, that ogress part I wanted to go into. Um, do you know what an ogress is or what an ogre is?
0: Uh, I've got some vague ideas. I want to say, well... Since we're in Russia, they're probably some sort of Slavic creature, uh, giant-like, uh, dumb.
1: Would Shaquille O'Neal be considered an ogre in Russia? <laughs>
0: uh, only if they were very racist.
1: What do you mean? He's huge. They would
0: probably consider him a black man.
1: Which is just as interesting to them, I'm sure.
0: Well, there are. Not, it's true. There are probably not a lot of black people over in Russia.
1: When he goes to Japan, he must get mobbed.
0: When he goes anywhere, he must get mobbed. No, no, I mean,
1: but like, I think even like D League NBA players get mobbed in Japan. Like, they're really happy to see big black men.
0: Yeah, I think I think there is a novelty.
1: uh, uh, Not not with any like uh, malice, I think, but in a strange way. Oh, it's super strange to our eyes. Oh, it's super strange, but it's a phenomenon, definitely. Yeah. An ogre is a hideous giant represented in fairy tales and folklore is feeding on human beings. That's a defining trait. Okay. Um, The idea of the ogre can also be seen more broadly in a metaphoric sense in literature. The seducer who devours his or her victims in a sexual sense is a kind of ogre. Okay. As is a political tyrant or dictator who controls and exploits others and in a sense swallows them up.
0: Classic Russia.
1: And the association of ogres with Nazis was originally made in Michael Tournier's novel, Le Rodeon. All right. So they're also Nazis. Yeah. Baba is a Nazi. Not, not my Baba. No. Uh, Baba Yaga.
0: So, so we for our three sisters, we've got ogress, we've got stone teeth, and we've got metal teeth.
1: And one's a Nazi.
0: Uh, and ogress is unfortunately also a Nazi.
1: Yeah. Nazi, ogress, stone teeth, metal teeth.
0: All right, that's a bad trio coming into Fight Night, I gotta tell you.
1: Uh, yeah, that sounds like quite quite the uh, trio.
0: Well, uh, have we come to the end of your Baba Yaga? Do you have more research?
1: Well, a little more facts. We're done with the uh, research. Absolutely, that was it.
0: Well, then I guess it's time for
3: Layla Presents Baba Friends. Number four. Baba claims weird stuff sometimes. Okay.
1: Bobby literally claims to have been held captive in a closet at my parents' house. I'm not sure about any of this, but she swears she was tied up, locked in a closet, and had a sign that said "Help me." Does she what... rem-
0: remember who her captors were?
1: My parents. They it grabbed her and joke. they tied her up. Yeah, it's part of a joke, uh, a video they sent to South Carolina, but they, but apparently they let her, left her in there too long. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. It's a coffee story. What do you want from No,
3: me? yeah, no. Okay. I'm ready for more. Number 5. Baba says, "Let Elijah in."
1: Are you familiar with Passover and Elijah?
0: Uh, you leave a uh, place setting for Elijah at the table? Yeah, I'm not sure who he
1: is, but he's a imaginary he's a, guy.
0: He's a uh, some is something kind of akin to the catholic holy ghost is my understanding
1: yeah yeah and he and you leave a place open for him and he comes and eats apparently when you're not looking but Um, it's also
0: nice for when you have unexpected
1: guests oh you let them eat elijah's food i i that's what i would do then he haunts you well that'd be a good horror movie why did you
0: let alan eat the plate
1: and then elijah rosanna and he's really like a candy man Okay, yeah. so on Passover When my mom was little uh, mm-hmm. Bob, Baba's kids were all eating Uncle Murray, my mom, and Aunt Ross. And it was time to let Elijah in She dressed up Uncle Danny as an angel with wings And then my mom She goes, open the door, Cheryl My mom's like a little kid She's like, oh, Elijah And she opens the door And, and he jumps out and goes, ah! And he scares the <laughs> shit out of her And she starts screaming and crying <laughs> Why would an angel try to scare a child? <laughs> I don't know. Uncle Danny was funny, <laughs> and Boppy wanted me to know that she also wrote uh, "Fly United on the Wings." She thought that was funny.
0: Not bad. I'll give. I'll give, That's one for Boppy.
1: Yeah. Uh, number points six. to
0: Boppy on her profile.
1: Number six. <laughs> I don't know why that's tr- uh, problematic. To go points to you for this, like they're imaginary I, points. I don't know.
0: It's just a power like said, game. It's like me no, saying
1: no. I dole out the points here.
0: Yeah,
3: and that I think that that's why. Is a,
1: yeah, yeah, I get it now.
3: Number six, picture that a corpse. Okay, Boppy,
1: Boppy sent Aunt Roz. I'm picturing
3: Aunt... a corpse. Hang on.
1: <laughs> Who oh, is it? So sad. Oh, it's me. someone you know. It's you. I'm, I'm dead. No, don't say that. It makes me sad. Why did you have me picture that corpse? Oh, make it someone else quickly. It's my,
0: oh. JK Rowling. Uh, JK, uh, JK Rowling, no, quick. No, okay, I guess she's, oh, well, R.I.P.
1: Um, Boppy sent Aunt Roz to my Aunt Blackie's funeral. And by, by the way, I'm she sorry? Was, she was a blackjack dealer, so she was always known as Aunt Blackie. Okay. That's a real thing. That's not we, a. Oh,
0: no, okay, okay. I'm we glad didn't you didn't have a black aunt,
1: We didn't have a black aunt who we called Aunt Blackie. That is not why that one.
0: Okay I'm glad that that isn't I'm glad to hear that's not how that
1: went. Yes um, so Bobby sent Aunt Roz to her funeral to take a picture because she felt like watching Judge Duty instead of going. So she wanted just a picture of the funeral. no Aunt Roz took it the wrong way and brought home a picture of the corpse. okay have you have so, I sent you that yet? No. I'm going to send you it after the show. And then I photoshopped it and made a slideshow for Boppy. Okay. Like, like American Perfect. Gothic dead Aunt Blackie. And then like, you know, like uh, the killing fields, you know, getting killed. Um, it, it's, it's funny.
0: Well, that to me sounds crazy. <laughs> Almost as crazy as Baba Yaga herself. But here's the question. Can Baba Yaga
1: love? You know what? This is a tough one for me. Uh, excuse me, Team Apologize.
0: Got him again. A werewolf ate my dad, but it's not so bad. It might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it give me a kiss? Can it hold my hand? Would it say I love you? Does it understand? Does it know that I've never felt this way before? There's a full moon tonight. It's so romantic. This might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it love? What do you think? Can Baba Yaga love? No. Fair enough. Not not one of the three of them. I'm gonna say least of all the Nazi one.
1: I'm gonna say they're evil. I'm gonna say these are pure evil beings. These are not maternal. I do not believe the motherly thing or the helpful thing. Anything with metal teeth, bone legs that lives in chicken foot house with a bone gate is evil. You cannot fool me. It doesn't love and cannot. Okay. Wow. So given that,
0: what's your dream first date and who is going to be the lucky bachelorette?
1: Um, I'm that... going to pick the stone toothed one. Okay. Interesting. Uh, we're going to go to a pound that has kids instead of puppies. Okay. Um, she can pick out whatever she wants. So
0: an orphanage.
1: (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Can you believe I wrote a pound that has kids instead of puppies instead of an orphanage? Yeah, you really forgot that those exist, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah, because I was thinking that's strange. You shouldn't be able to pick out a kid and take it anywhere, but I, I guess those are things. Uh... Yeah, we'll go to an orphanage so we can have something to eat. And then we'll go to Mortar and Pestles. It's a shop with an E okay. at the end. Okay. Uh and and you know, I'll I'll you know I'll get her a nice gift because I think that um Yagas like gifts and uh we'll eat together and she can grind up uh whatever she picked out at, at the uh kid pound. Well, you know what? I would do for my first date. Tell me, what would your first date with Baba Yaga be with her disgusting vulva?
0: Well, hopefully she's still wearing the cloak. Yeah, and obviously we're going in the form of a pelican. (laughs) Uh, No, I would, you know, I bet as a grandmother, she does a lot of cooking. I bet she'd like a break. I'd like to get her off her feet and take her. To a nice... Uh, I'd take her to Georges French Bistro over on Central.
1: That's nice.
0: Uh, we'd get uh, the nice... We could get the steak carpaccio Ooh. for the uh, appetizer. Uh, we could split it and, you know, that way she'd get that raw meat taste that she likes. Obviously, I'm going with Metal Teeth. Right. Because uh, you called first dibs on Stone Teeth. But so Metal you, Teeth yeah. was... Metal Teeth is going to, obviously, Nazi is going to be your last one.
1: Yeah, she's the one, she's that's the one that the, people don't want to end up with. That's the deal breaker.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the dud.
1: The Nick so, Quintez of the group you don't want to end up with.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the Millhouse. So instead, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll be happy with, with, with Metal Teeth. She was my first pick. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, we'll just go out for a nice French dinner at Georgia's French Bistro.
1: I think that sounds really romantic. Maybe she'll learn how to love there.
0: Yeah, she's a, she's, and you know, she's a mature lady. We get a nice wine. A mature
1: lady. Yeah. She's, she's millennia old. She's she's sophisticated.
0: She's sophisticated. (laughs) And I'm not going to take her to Noah's arcade, you know?
1: know, Do you think after she's done with her food, she'll turn into a pelican to like, to like, uh, snap up like the little crumbs.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Just to get the, I think, what were her other forms? Uh, there's got to be one better than Pelican. They got that big old mouth.
1: I don't know. I like Pelican with human breasts. That's lactating. That To me, that's the ultimate form of... That's like the uh, actuated form of Baba Yaga.
0: Well, speaking of those uh, massive mams... Can <laughs> it fuck? That sounds crazy, but can it fuck?
1: Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean whether it's a pelican with titties or an old lady with a disgusting vulva i mean you can fuck that for sure yeah
0: yeah i i bet she likes to get real freaky with it you know what i mean between the sheets
1: i mean i don't see any reason why not do you have any any anti-fucking or is there any no no
0: despite and you know what i i I'm gonna take some of what you were saying—that description of her as being disgusting—as anti Baba Yaga slander.
1: Oh no, no, she has a disgusting vulva. She she's proud of it.
0: Okay, well, I'm gonna choose to imagine Baba Yaga nice with it.
1: Okay, Takes she maintains all time. a disgusting vulva on purpose, but that's it's canon. But it's up to you. Okay, her breasts uh, are beautiful, if you remember. Oh
0: yes, certainly. Certainly, I remember that. I remember you saying that her ass was nasty, though.
1: Yes, that's also on the list of, of disgusting parts. She's but... got a f-
0: she's got a, just a terrible ass.
1: Yeah, yeah. And she's got bone legs, so it's not going to be with the legs, but but great breasts. So I mean, you know, there's pluses and minuses with everyone. I mean, listen, there's good true. things about us, there's bad things about yeah, us. Yeah,
0: look at me. I, you know,
1: I was about to say, I'm the, you know, we're prime examples. I mean, there's pluses and minuses. I'm so wet that her vulva is just disgusting. Not a big deal.
0: It's fight night.
1: Fight. First fight. We've got Baba Yaga versus seven foot one, three hundred and fifty pound, twenty year old prime Shaquille O'Neal.
0: All right, so are we saying, is it the three sisters, Baba Yaga, or is it
1: one Baba Yaga? Uh, I thought it was the pelican with the nice titties.
0: Well, I think she's going to have choice of form, Shaq. They might have, you should have read the fine print in your contract on that one.
1: I apologize. Okay, all three sisters.
0: All three sisters. Okay. I'm going to say you're going to need four Shaqs.
1: And how many Penny Hardaway's?
0: You know what? I'd throw a penny in for safety. <laughs> <laughs> you think four
1: shacks to beat the three sisters?
0: Yeah, I think they could each hold their own with one Baba Yaga, but they'd need another one to go around doing cleanup. You know, but what their I mean? main
1: thing is to eat you. Yeah,
0: but I, I mean, ogres are like crazy strong, right?
1: She's and also got Shaq witch is powers. Crazy strong. Oh, witch yeah. powers! Witch powers! Yeah. Uh. She could fly.
0: Yeah, she can fly. She might have a very large mortar and pestle.
1: That's true. We display. don't know how long, how big her pestle. Shaq has a, an average size pestle, remember?
0: Yeah, yeah. Whereas Baba Yaga, the sky's the limit.
1: Fight number two, we've got Baba Yaga versus Queen Beryl.
0: Ah, from Sailor Moon, the <laughs> villain of the first arc, Queen Beryl. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that is a great matchup. <laughs> they both have... Well, Queen Beryl mostly worked through proxies. She was largely a figurehead of the Negaverse. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to say when it comes toe-to-toe, uh, Baba Yaga is going to be more of a scrapper. I, you know, Queen Beryl's got a deep bench, but this is not a bench. This is a one-on-one.
1: Okay, I like your breakdown. Fight number three, we've got... Baba y- uh <laughs> Baba Yaga versus Baba Jabba, a similar witch who is also a slug-like space gangster loan shark.
0: I'm gonna put this one on uh Baba Jabba. <laughs> uh frankly, I'm going can I say this? Yeah, please. Jabba the Hutt, my favorite Star Wars character. Best I list. love him. Love him. My pitch, if anyone is over at Disney. Looking for a pitch for to save the Star Wars. They're universe. already working
1: on the Pelican Titty one.
0: <laughs> what you need is my pitch, Tales from Jabba's Pleasure Palace. Oh. An anthology series that is horny. It's a it's a
1: rock. E-
0: yeah, and it's an anthology. And every week you come up to Jabba and he's like behind the bar and he's like cleaning a bottle, and he pours you a drink, and he's like, Again,
2: so <laughs> yeah,
0: at the it. bottom, it's like, uh, you remind me of uh, uh that beautiful girl that I met some years ago, and a story <laughs> she had about an encounter with a painter. And it's like an alien, and she gets paint on her breasts, and everybody loves it. It's that kind of, you know, Max up all night. People go crazy. I
1: really me. like a soft core centered on Jabba's love palace, you know, just as the yeah, that's it's just Jabba life.
0: the Hutt telling you dirty stories.
1: I love that. And he, uh, with his voice and stuff like that, and they could yeah. translate it at yeah. the bottom. Woo like, dog, woo ooh, dog. Oh, oh, oh. oh. and it, he grabbed her breasts uh, tenderly. and You know, that would be really nice. Yeah. yeah. I love that pitch.
0: So that's my pitch Jabba's Pleasure Palace. Back to Fight Night.
1: We have Baba Yaga versus Job after God uh, toughens him up by torturing him for Satan's amusement.
0: All right. So Job most he I you can't knock his endurance. Right. Boy did that guy endure. <laughs> uh and we've we've said that it always stamina is your number one fight. Uh statistic. oh yeah, cardio and stamina. So yeah, I'm gonna put this one on Job.
1: I'm with, you know what? I'm with you. If he he's coming prepared. Yep. Baba Yaga versus the witch of Cincinnati, Marge Shot.
0: Not familiar. Gonna put this one on. She Baba owned, Yaga.
1: She owned the Cincinnati Reds, and mm. she used to fling the N word around all the time. Like, she was a huge, open, racist lady, but she owned the Cincinnati Reds, and for some reason, they allowed that. I don't know. I don't That's understand terrible.
0: That. Yeah. You'd figure Major League Baseball. Well, she literally looked. I down was about on to say, field. you'd think Major League Baseball would <laughs> do a better job of keeping <laughs> out racists. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But that is. Empirically
1: untrue. <laughs> Ty Cobb is sitting there right now, laughing in hell. Uh, so, yeah, I'll put this one on Baba Yaga. Yeah, good, because Marge shot should never win anything. We have Baba Yaga versus Mary Poppins.
0: Okay, Mary Poppins also a witch. Yep. Also has a lot of special abilities like flight, uh, illusory powers. She's also
1: mean as shit.
0: Yeah, she is very stern. Uh, but boy, heart as big as the whole outdoors, and just so beautiful. She you is hate to see really two pretty. queens fight. <laughs>
1: uh, I'm gonna <laughs> have, Don't have to go down put... to the village after the club's yeah. let out. Then,
0: no, I'm gonna put this one on. Uh, Mary Poppins. Boy, she's just fantastic.
1: I love her, and I think she's the meaner. way. I think she's mean, man. You never read the books.
0: No, no, I definitely don't.
1: Oh, she's vicious, man. She's, like, not a nice lady at all. And, like, I think she's just... I think Baba Yaga wouldn't even want a piece of her.
0: No, I think Mary Poppins has that dog in her, for sure.
1: Uh, We have Baba Yaga versus a Florida gator salesman in an argument because the sale has gone bad.
0: Now, listen, you you Baba Yaga, I gotta talk to you. Yeah, what, I talked talk to you, Baba Yaga. Yeah,
1: what's the problem? What's wrong, Gators? I
0: sold you these here gators. Uh-huh. And I sold you them for five dollars a gator. Uh-huh. And for that price, you were gonna get one hundred gators.
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of gators.
0: <laughs> yeah, you because you were gonna open up a business selling <laughs> gators over in Russia. I was gonna breed them, right? You're gonna breed them and sell them to Russian oligarchs fully grown alligators. <laughs> Yeah, but something went wrong. But I guess when I brought you my 100 alligators, you didn't bring me my 500. <laughs> I don't And I just want to know if you think you think I'm playing games with you. you <laughs> we think let that, that d- guy
1: vote. <laughs> we let guys like that vote in our country.
0: It's true. And I, I got to put on this gator man. He sounds serious.
1: <laughs> All right. And that was fight night.
0: Wow, what a fight. What a night. Who would have thought the return of alligator salesman from our episode Albino Alligators all the way back in season 1. <laughs> the amazing alligators and their cocaine brains.
1: One day we should do that episode that we did and it got erased.
0: Oh yeah, uh uh skunk ape. Skunk ape. Yeah, I maybe I'll do skunk ape this season. I'll research skunk ape again.
1: Okay, cuz that or who presented it? I presented it. it was oh, there. then you still have the information. Yeah,
0: I do somewhere if I can find that notebook. Oh, okay. But, listen, do you have <laughs> any more facts for me? I do. Well, then I guess we better
3: get to Layla Presents Baba B. Number seven, MC Baba B-I-G.
1: Boppy rapped at her 50th high school reunion. Uh, Over the Beat for The Bridge is Over by Boogie Down Productions. For real.
0: I'm going to guess you were involved with that
1: summit. Not at all. You, no, you she, Swear to God. She, Boppy has a thing about poems and rap and loves to perform. Not involved.
0: And just a big fan of KRS-One.
1: I, I... Maybe Cousin Brett picked it?
3: Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Number eight.
1: Herbie Belinsky's Pants. Herbie Belinsky's Pants. At a high-end clothing store uh, where men would be fit for designer suits, Boppy went with cousin Herbie Belinsky, and when he took off his pants to try on the suit, Boppy paid the owner to sew his regular pants legs together, so he had to walk out in his underwear.
0: <laughs> Get his ass. I,
1: think that I thought that Herbie was funny. Belinsky. <laughs>
0: yeah. He should have just bought the suit. He could have worn it out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't, maybe you couldn't frankly, afford it. I don't frankly, know. if
0: I was the, the, uh, the suit store owner, I would do that for free. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, listen, buddy, I got a great solution for you. This suit. Yeah. I don't even need those pants that I fucked up.
1: Wow, we just we have a whole new sales practice for clothing stores.
0: Yeah, when you're changing your clothes, we <laughs> steal them from you. And or we just burn them. them.
1: Yeah, yeah, we destroy your clothes. That's a great now idea. you have
3: to buy that swimsuit, idiot. Number nine, Baba, Justice of the Peace.
1: Uh, Bobby uh, used to do weddings as a justice oh, cool. of the peace. Did you know you do weddings as well?
0: I've also, yeah, I'm a, an officiant in the state of New York.
1: Uh, one Sunday, she had a wedding, and uh, I was three. Uh, and she got dressed up in a beautiful white suit, and she was watching three-year-old me paint on the porch. She, this is she. She's recollecting this. She, because I don't remember, she came to say goodbye and give me a kiss, and I looked at her. She thought I don't like that look. And before she could react, I flung the paint all over her, and she had to perform the wedding in a red and white tie dyed suit. Wah, wah. I don't think it's a joke. I think she just <laughs> remembers that. <laughs> like that, wah, I just threw red wah. paint all over her. <laughs> ah! And then she lost on the prices, right? <laughs> Wearing well, that outfit.
0: What a horrifying tale. Almost as horrifying. It's Baba Yaga herself.
1: Not really. She's scary.
0: Baba Yaga is super scary. I'm quaking my
1: boots here. You got to tell me, Ethan. Is it real? You know, on this one, I feel safe saying... Is it pa- real? Uh, <laughs> is real? Sheket bavakasha. Hey! hey! Uh um, It's so hard to get used to you having the sound effects like at your fingertips.
0: It's always funny to me, though.
1: I you know it's. I love it. Wait, try that again, right? Takiya gedola. <laughs> that's what they do the in synagogue. It's synagogue. That that's one... really that's really what we listen to. Like like, pretend you're in synagogue. Tikia gedola. Hang on, I scrolled away from that. Oh. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm giving the, you a taste
1: of what it's like to be in synagogue, ready?
0: No, I it's okay, we got the vibe.
1: Oh, okay. I I, I what I was going to do I was going to do a little prayer for you and then do that and you see how fucking bored you would be. It's awful.
0: I know. I've I've been have you been to any Catholic masses lately?
1: Um I is that the one I went to one where you have the big ball that the smoke comes out of?
0: Uh they only do that on high holy days.
1: Yeah, I don't like that smoke.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that's frankincense.
1: Oh, and myrrh, or just frankincense?
0: Just frankincense. Myrrh is something else.
1: Oh, uh, okay, I don't like frankincense. doesn't smell good.
0: No, it's weird.
1: What are we talking anyway, about? Anyway, is it real? <laughs> um, You know what? I think she's fake. Tell me about, tell me why. Tell I, me why I'll you tell think you that. why. She's too many things.
0: It's not she's, nailed down enough for you. She's...
1: Everything that everyone wants to, you know, she's a witch, she's a metal teeth, she's a granite teeth, she's a pelican with titties, she's gross, she's pretty, she's old, she's young, she's bad, she's good. She can't be everything. That's not a character. That's everything. You can't go, she's everything. Yeah, it, it, she'll come get you, or be nice. You know, like, that's not, there's nothing there.
0: Okay, you're saying she's she's just sort of a, a projection She's too amorphous.
1: Uh, She's not defined enough. It's an ambiguous tale of nothing.
0: Okay, well, you heard it here, Baba Yaga. If you're so real, why haven't you killed us yet?
1: Yeah, fly here with your pelican wings. and show Or me in your mortar
0: and pestle.
1: Yeah, or, or your Or whatever
0: magical way, or your m- broom, or your mop. Come on, a broom and a mop. Who are we kidding? <laughs> yeah,
1: that's silly. What are you? A janitor? <laughs> you're,
0: you're
1: you're a joke to
0: me, Baba Yaga.
1: No, I don't I don't want that going out cuz if there is a Baba Yaga, I don't want a pelican knocking on my window with and speak. And it looks <laughs> like we're getting the red light from Uncle
0: Monster. <laughs> hey! Uncle,
1: how are you?
2: Man, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, how would you the good. episode? I thought it was good. I love your new segment, A Crypted Affair.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I mean, but my 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 real question for you is what am I gonna do until next week? Like I get very sad if there's no Uncle Monster.
2: I got a real scary movie for you that you should
1: watch. Oh, tell me what it is.
2: It's called Boo 2, a Medea Halloween. <laughs>
1: What happens in that movie?
2: Well, Kevin's daughter...
1: Who the fuck is his, a Kevin?
2: Kevin is played by Tyler Perry. He's a normal man. And his daughter is like, I'm going to a party, Dad. And you can't stop me. And then she goes to the party by the lake. And then Medea's like, we need to go get her. But then there's ghosts.
1: Oh, it's a Supernatural? It's it's got some ghosts
2: and it. it's pretty spooky.
1: What's scarier, that or Ernest Scared Stupid?
2: Boy, I'd hate, but that'd be the double feature for the bravest of souls. Hey, hey Uncle
0: Monster Two! Hey, brother! Hey, what's going on, Uncle Monster Two? How are you, Sybil? Man, I'm doing pretty good. You got any uh, you got any movie recommendations for me?
2: Oh, I got a good one, a horror one for you.
0: Okay, it was real spooky. Is it spookier than Boo um, uh, the day of Halloween too? I don't know because I haven't
2: seen it, but I'm going to assume so.
0: Okay. Okay,
2: if you're a fan of Custer's Last Stand, I suggest mm. checking out The Unholy. There's a journalist who discovers a mute girl who does miracles because she's possessed by the Virgin Mary. Or is it a demon? Spoiler mm. alert, it's a demon. Give it a watch.
0: Okay, The Unholy. Yeah, it's not bad. Okay, fair enough. And uh, you know what else is not bad? You, our listeners.
1: Oh, they're more than not bad. They're incredible.
0: No, you're all right in my book. <laughs> and uh, we thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, we hope you had a good time. Where can they uh, reach us? You can find us on a couple different social medias these days. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Uncle UncleMonster6. You can find us on blue sky at uncle monster social. And you can find us on Twitter at uncle monster podcast, or you can find us on Patreon at uncle monster six. We've got a lot of great fun bonus episodes. Uh, we're just soon going to be finishing up our run on the Wynorski
1: files. Oh, thank God.
0: Uh, Boy, you, you really fell out of love with Jim Winorski over the course of I the- love
1: Jim Winorski, but god man, that attack of the fifty foot podcast lady or whatever the fifty foot cam girl, that's what it was. You I mean, didn't audience, even you watched you less remiss. than
0: ten minutes. You didn't yeah, even no, it-
1: that's the point. Audience, you were remiss if you are not signing up for Patreon and listening to these movie uh reviews because I like I they are good. That's all I'm gonna say is you are missing out if you are not doing that. And I love you guys. I know Sybil loves you. We cannot wait to see you next time. But in the meantime, just remember, don't Don't get get spooked. spooked.